So if you want to hear more of our podcast, please click on jamesandsana.com and you can hear our previous episodes. And please subscribe because James has some good word of wisdoms every morning to share with you guys through that email that comes into your inbox. I need you to speak right into the microphone, honey, because I'm having a real hard time hearing you today. I'm kissing the microphone. Okay. Well, the problem is that you're not kissing me. Yeah. But we're working on that, aren't we? All right. Honey. Yes. I know that you were saying earlier this week that it's interesting how you you and I can just carry on like we're just buddies and like we're friends and everything, which, of course, is a lie because we're not friends. We're bitter enemies because we're married. Right. But then we'll get onto the Skype call for the podcast, and you just freeze. You were saying something like that? Mm, I, I don't remember, I suppose. Okay. Well, that kind of takes away the ammunition from this conversation. Thanks a lot for that. Appreciate, <laughs> appreciate that. All right, Asana, get us up to speed. What has been going on in your part of the world this past week? Well, I'm very excited because my students submitted their assessment. few of them, of course, not all the courses. And this week going to be a bit lighter. So can't wait for 18 December, end of semester, and do my marking and have a few days off for New Year and Christmas. Yeah, this has been a busy semester for you. It was really busy. Wow. I remember we were talking about your workload uh, like in the first few episodes of this podcast. And um, what they asked you to do was quite extraordinary. But as usual, Sana was up to the challenge. Everybody, I think, this semester... Had loads of classes and work because we expanded and because of COVID, we have recruited twice more than last year. So uh, we had to extend the classes up to 7 p.m. and start from 8 a.m. Not everybody liked changes, but no choice. Limited space, (laughs) limited faculty. Well, people listening in... If you've been listening to this podcast for more than a couple of weeks, you know that me, James Newcomb, currently resides in Virginia Beach, Virginia, and Sana, my wife, lives in Eco Park, which is right outside of Hanoi, Vietnam, I guess. In American parlance, you would refer to it as a suburb of Hanoi, and we are making plans for Sana to relocate to the United States. I will be traveling to Vietnam shortly. We will share more details about that soon, as soon as they're solidified. But the plan is for me to go back to Vietnam and live with my lovely wife while her visa uh, processes through the channels of the immigration department with the U.S. government. And then we will be residing. I guess it sounds like we'll be living, we may as well live in Virginia Beach. When you get right down to it, all the cities kind of look the same after a while, so it doesn't matter really matter where you go, especially in this day and age. Big cities are kind of homogenous these days with the way that the corporate world has kind of assumed its superiority over the the little mom-and-pop shops. It seems they are winning the war for the 
American consumers. So as a result, American cities are, you don't really see that many differences between each other. So you may as well live where it's familiar, I guess the thinking goes. So in an effort to get Sana up to speed with American culture, because she needs to be able to assimilate, she needs to be able to prove to the powers that be, the people that do these interviews, that she is indeed able to assimilate into American culture. Part of the features that we're doing with this podcast is to educate Sana with American cultures. And each week we're going to go through one idiom of American culture that uh, is familiar to us, but Sana, poor Sana, is there in Vietnam, raised in Iran, and has lived in Thailand and Uzbekistan and uh, Hong Kong, and and so she has zero life experience, so it's up to us Americans to get her up to speed on American culture. So Sana, the idiom that I'm going to explain to you this week and I hope you're taking notes because this is an important one. It is soup to nuts. Are you familiar with that term, soup to nuts? Soup to nuts? Yes, soup to nuts. What How can you What comes to your mind when you hear that term, soup to nuts? How can you put soup to nut to nuts? Maybe nuts to soup? Nuts to soup? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you hear that a lot. People say, um, uh, so-and-so is going to cover this from soup to nuts. And so that's, it's, it, it's an expression in American culture. And it refers to, it, it originates from like a, uh, a seven-course meal. Mm -hmm. You begin with the soup. Oh, right. And then end you end with, with nuts. the nuts, like, uh, like peanuts that are coated with sugar right. or something. Right, that's what happens in India. Right, so it refers to like... Nuts. All encompassing, all comprehensive, beginning to end. Maybe, maybe we should do this with our podcasting services. Is the soup to nuts program like people can choose the soup to nuts option for producing or their podcast? Choose like, the nuts, or choose the main course or appetizer. Yeah, so it starts with the appetizer, which is the soup, and then you have the main course. You have the salad. You have the dessert. What if I don't want to have the appetizer and the salad? Maybe I just want the main course and the nut. Well, I guess that's what you want. But we're not talking about what you want. We're talking about <laughs> the origins of this idiom. No, I'm talking about if I'm the customer. Okay, let's not get narcissistic here. We're not talking about you and what you want. We're talking about the origins of this phrase. Can we just stick to the topic, please? You're the narcissist. You're like, you said, oh, what if we give our clients soup to nuts and i'm like okay i'm the client i don't want the soup i don't want the um appetizer i want the main course yes. and the nuts but we make it available if they choose it okay dear listeners let me give you a little bit insight in this conversation because it's not going to go in a very right way because me and james are enemies and we cannot have a proper <laughs> we cannot have a proper conversation uh, we will end up okay. calling each other narcissists and all sort of names Okay, so can we get back to the lesson here? Yes, sir. Okay, yes. If you want to prove <laughs> that we're married, just listen to this conversation right here. This is pretty much how married life goes, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much like this. I mean, we are Mr. and Mrs. Smith, too. Right. So I'm saying that our clients, Wendy, Pat, and Todd Isburner, their husband and wife, and they do their podcast together, and it's it's a really good show. 
and it's called Your Biggest Breakthrough. Your Biggest Breakthrough. And just check it out, yourbiggestbreakthrough.com. Little plug for our clients because we like them and, and I like doing their show and their show is inspiring. I can clearly recall referring to um, episodes in their show and I have used it as kind of inspiration for my own life. That's what I, that's the beauty of this business, honey, is that we listen to these amazing episodes and it's like our job to listen to these and make them sounding professional and everything. But while we're doing this, we're taking away all of the value and all of the amazing stories that these people are sharing in this podcast. So it's like people ask me, what podcasts do you listen to? And I'm like, well, I listen to Ben Greenfield Fitness. I listen to Your Biggest Breakthrough. I listen to uh, The 1% Life with Joni Dillon. I listen to Superhumanize. Is that enough for you? I mean, that's five (laughs) podcasts that I listen to every single week. I mean, it's not about the number of podcasts you hear. You can hear to only one, but it can give you so much value and lessons to take away. Yeah, if you have one resource that is just like makes a difference in your life, then I mean, and, and if that's all you need, then what more do you need? I see a tendency in some people to be like, well, I listen to this many podcasts and I listen to this and I listen to that. I think at some point it becomes kind of information overload. It becomes kind of a, speaking of narcissism, hey, look at me, look how great I am because I listen to so-and-so and I listen to this person say this on that person's podcast and blah, 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 and I was on this podcast and I was on that podcast and I had this person on my podcast. Well, that's great. Good for you. But at some point you ask, are you just showing off or are you like legitimately adding value to my life right now by sharing this? We've lost Sana. Sana, are you with us? Yeah. Do you care to join this conversation again, Sana? Sweetness? <laughs> Honey bunny? Yes, bitterness. My bitter grout. <laughs> bitter grout. My fresh celery juice in the morning. Have you actually eaten grout? Yeah. How is it? In Asia, they often use bitter grout as an ingredient to noodle soups. Uh, what does it taste like? Bitter. Can you compare it to another vegetable? <laughs> Um, like, does it taste like a radish? Radish, or? yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's like you get a radish, you boil it. It tastes uh. exactly like that. But radish becomes more bitter. But grout kind of not bitter as radish, but it it's kind of ha- have a very plain taste. Uh huh. So you put grout in your soup at the beginning of the meal. No, they cook cook it. It becomes soft because. Mm-hmm. Like I told you, it has some medicinal benefit to human body, human health. What medicinal benefit does it have? I, I read somewhere they use it in pharmaceutical companies and the bitter taste you feel, it's just like uh, antibiotic bitterness when you eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they use it in antibiotics. Or if you have cold, usually they boil it and drink the soup. And I mean, not on the soup, you can have the bitter grout and... It's like a home remedy for cold influenza or all those stuff, all those diseases. It must be an Asian thing because I haven't, I've never seen or heard of grout here in the U.S. I'm sure you have bitter grout. I mean, I know one lives in Virginia Beach. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm not for sale. (laughs) You don't see me on the shelf at Kroger. If our audience willing to pay a million dollars, I will give you away. (laughs) <laughs> really? So th- you have a price on my head, huh? I'm kidding, honey. 
someone pays a, a sauna a million dollars, you're going to just give me away. I'm not sure that this will fly with the immigration service. They might, <laughs> they might need some more evidence of our marriage uh, if you're willing to sell me into slavery. James than silver or gold. Oh Jesus! That's how that song goes. Is I'd rather have Jesus. I said James. Right, and then I said, "Oh Jesus." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was kind of funny. <laughs> that's who you are, honey. Who, Jesus? <laughs> no, you said that sounded funny. I said that's how you are. You know, it, this is an interesting fun fact here, is that James, you know, the book of James in the Bible, was his name was, uh, that's like translated into English that this person's name became James, but it was actually Jacob. There was no James in uh, in that era. Like, the the name James did not exist. This person's name was Jacob, and if it was going to be in Hebrew, it would be Yaakov. Which is Yaakov in my language. And it's a very popular man name. It's what? Yaakov. And so when it came time to translate it into English, like the authoritative English translation, which was, of course, commissioned by King... Anybody? Anyone? James, <laughs> this person's name all of a sudden became James because King James in 1611, quote, authorized this uh, translation of the Bible. Right. Like, I, I feel like all those names in the Bible that you guys refer to as English name, they are not. Yeah. Like Peter was Kepha or Kepha. They're all Middle Eastern names. Like, they're very popular names in of course, my they were country, Middle Eastern but we don't, we don't call them James or Daniel. Right. Like, I, I have cousin's name. I have a cousin. His name is Daniel, which is mm -hmm. the original version of Daniel. I mean, obviously, if it's going to be translated into English, it's going to be anglicized. That makes sense. But if, it's, if the guy's name is Jacob, then it should be, you know, the book of Jacob. And you go to Jacob chapter 1, verse 8. If you lack wisdom, ask of God, and he'll give it to you liberally. We shouldn't be saying James 1 and 8. If those people in uh, 1611 had actually used the correct name, my name might be Jacob. Can you believe it? Your name would have been Yaakov. Yaakov. In, in Persian, it's Yaakob. Yaakob. Yeah, in Hebrew, it's Yaakov. Like Same y -A thing. Apostrophe A-K-O-V, not B. Mm. Yaakov. Yeah. The. All right. Well, this conversation from soup to nuts has been highly entertaining. And it kind of turned from nuts to soup <laughs> at some point. The, the nuts became soup because they got thrown into the, uh, into the boiling water with the grout. Right. And now everything is just this hodgepodge of a big, big old porridge. Mm -hmm. So there are no soup. There are no nuts. It's just a big vat of nothingness. Honey, you talk too much. I got bored. Thanks, babe. I appreciate that. It's so nice of you to acknowledge that. I've never been accused of talking too much, ever in my life, until now. Somebody have to tell you. People are just <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, it took Sana to finally come into my life and help me see the light that I do indeed talk too much. I've never actually heard that before. 
This long, awkward pause has been brought to you by our sponsors for this episode, Beaten Path Media. It is a service that Sana and I provide for podcasters around the world. And we have several satisfied and happy, delighted clients as we record this, and we are looking for more. So if you are thinking about starting a podcast, if you have a podcast that you want to hand off some of the production elements and so that you can focus on creating content and let true professionals deal with the production elements, then give us a call. Check us out on the web at beatenpath.media. That's spelled B-E-A-T-I-N path.media. Sana, I'm very excited. I'm putting the finishing touches on, a, I guess it's a series of articles that would turn into a little pamphlet called Podcasting Principles. And I expect it's going to be done. I was hoping it would be done by the end of November. We're just dealing with so much with um, all this visa issues and getting every all the ducks in a row lined up with... Um, with your visa and all, there's just so much going on. I just haven't been able to get it done in the time that I wanted to, but it is in the finishing stages and it will be available very soon. Podcasting principles, just go to beatenpath.media and sign up to be on the email list and we will send it to you as soon as it's there. Sana. Yes. It has been a true pleasure to share the microphone with you once again on Life on the Beaten Path. And I'm going to hand it over to you to sign off with some words of wisdom for our dear listeners, our loyal listeners who have stuck to it, to the bitter, groutish end. Take it away, Sana. Honey, what do you want me to say? I want you to say something wise and profound and something that's going to leave our listeners thirsting for more waiting on the edge of their seat until next Sunday when they can press play. So you want me to say something that connects with the next podcast? I want you to just say something that's going to leave us thirsting for more of this podcast. Thirst for more. Yes. If you're hearing my voice. Hey, my name is James Newcomb. And as you can hear, my wife and I like to have fun when we press record on these podcasts. And we bring this as a service to our clients and would-be, perhaps, prospective clients of our company, Beaten Path Media. And we are working together to build this business, and we're just having a great time doing it. And if you are interested in learning more about Sana and myself and what we can offer, if you're thinking about getting into the podcasting, the YouTubing, the digital media production game, then look us up, and I'd love to talk and see if we can help bring you to closer to your goals and bring you and your podcast, your YouTube, your digital media to the next level. Check us out on the web at beatenpath.media. That's spelled B-E-A-T-I-N path dot media.